The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Now, what we're going to discuss is potentially a nationwide problem, but if you live in Cork in particular, you might have been rather shocked by a report in the Irish Examiner today saying that Cork residents are at risk from severe flooding, coastal erosion and drought unless urgent action is taken to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Liz Dunphy, you wrote this report for the Irish Examiner. Who's making this claim? So there were two reports commissioned by Cork City Council. So one of them was that that report that you referred to there um, was um, commissioned from KPMG Future Analysis. And they're basically predicting that by 2050, unless we significantly reduce our emissions, that we will be facing these really quite catastrophic weather events. Like Cork is no, anybody who, who knows Cork really no stranger to flooding events. You know, we've had significant flooding events over the years, annually, biannually. Uh, there was an enormous flood in 2009. There's been ongoing controversy about flood relief schemes here. It's an ongoing problem. But the report also pointed out that, that along with increased flooding, um, that we'll also potentially have a lot of, of droughts. So they were predicting that there could be a 17% fall in rainfall, re- reduction in rainfall in the summer months, but a 19% increase in the you know, winter and autumn months. Um, so significant kind of changes to our weather patterns. And they were predicting that these these changes could have particularly detrimental impacts to our vulnerable citizens, particularly the elderly. Obviously, as we've seen through, you know, the heat waves that has, have been devastating so many other countries um, in the last few years with increasing frequency, it's often the elderly and the vulnerable that are the victims of, of these extreme weather events. Um, so that's, that's a real concern and like 2050 isn't that long away um, so you know it's something that we need to be preparing for now obviously we do have, have emissions targets of being net zero by 2050. But Indeed but Liz is the geography of Cork City in particular making it more vulnerable perhaps in other parts of the country? I mean, Cork City is essentially built on on marshes and on waterways, so we are particularly susceptible to flooding. If you ever walk down some of the streets in Cork, you'll see that there are steps leading up to the main door because some of the streets essentially were waterways in the past, you know, so it's it's very much built built on a floodplain. Um, so that does make us particularly susceptible. Also, we're at the mouth of a harbour, so we have rivers flowing into Cork, and then we have a harbour at the other side. So if you have wind blowing you know the the harbor back up into the city essentially and heavy rain in the in the in the city itself and then the rivers flowing down you can have major flooding events um so so yeah it is particularly vulnerable but i'm sure you know these reports could more or less probably be replicated right across the country because you know the whole country is really susceptible um, and we'll to get to that in a second mm-hmm. councillor deirdre ford is a member of the climate committee of cork city council from finnegale so deirdre what is the council doing about this or is this something that is left to national government to deal with? Um, uh, Matt, it's it's a combination of both. Um, I suppose this report is kind of a wake-up call and we're already woken up because the council have um, dedicated climate action as one of our top priorities from the chief executive down and our climate action committee have several meetings every month to discuss what can be done obviously we're concentrating in terms 
of, you know, bus connects and uh, getting people active travel um, and things like that. You know, public transport, of course, is a big thing for us. Um, also, I think uh, you're right, you know, Cork might be susceptible. After all, many years ago, it was known as the Venice of the North. And we are preparing... Uh, for 2030, where we're one of the European cities signed up to be climate neutral by 2030. And I suppose, you know, in terms of bringing the people with us, um, there's a very good thing I heard recently. Um, you know, what science, our scientists have been telling us for the last 20 years, nature has shown us no uncertain terms this year all over Europe. Okay, but sorry, Deirdre, obviously there's lots of things that we have to do to change the way that we live our lives, but even that Mm -hmm. may not be enough. So what is the City Council and the government doing, particularly from a sort of an engineering and structural point of view, to provide defences against adverse weather conditions? Well, we have a big project for Morrison's Island, which was referred to earlier, which will begin in the next few months. We had seven million in the Douglas Flood Relief Scheme. There's also a scheme for Glen Meyer and many more of them. We obviously need more money and suddenly the OPW and Minister Donovan's portfolio will become very important to us. We're fully and, you know, committed to doing whatever it takes because we have to. But we also need the people with us, you know, to take little steps in terms of accepting that there may be, you know, hardships in terms of uh, the bus corridors that will come. That's a scheme that uh, $700 will be spent in Cork. It's not without pain. We have to try and bring the people with us, get it uh, completed as fast as possible. Okay, Um, I want to bring in Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather because, Alan, you were with us recently worried about the failure perhaps to adapt correctly to what is coming towards us. It's one thing investing in public transport, but does as much money perhaps need to be put into defending what we have against what is coming? Thanks, Matt. Yeah, that's really the point I've been trying to make. In fairness to the councillor, everything you know that has been said there, you can't disagree with it. But if we were to reach net zero in Cork by tomorrow we will still see the impact of climate change. We will still see more extreme weather events. We will still see more flooding because we don't control the globe and we don't control the climate across the globe. We all have to do our part, absolutely. But when you talk about 700 million for bus connects to lower emissions and and improve connection for people, what about how much is being spent to prepare and the adaptation of Cork City and other cities and other towns right across the country to prepare for extreme flood events. Who are the people that are going to respond to these flood events? Are we resourcing those? For example, the retained firefighters are losing people. And we very often see, you just see on the media after flood events, who are those that you see in the water rescuing people and providing that assistance? It's the fire service. We are going to have to adapt this country to weather extremes. And far too much of the conversation is being controlled and led by spending money on trying to reduce emissions, which unfortunately won't save us from these flood events. 
Alan, I suspect a lot of people have seen the quite dramatic pictures and videos from Libya of a town devastated by flooding. And they might say, well, that couldn't possibly happen here. But actually, as it happens, we came close to a similar disaster in Cork in 2009. Not missed by much that if the dam at Inascara had released much more water, Cork City Centre could have been absolutely devastated. And have we done enough to protect ourselves against something like that happening again? I don't believe we have, Matt. The, the National Flood Forecast Warning System is something that was a government decision in 2016. We still don't have a flood warning system. It's in stage one development, I'm told. I'm told at the end of this year there'll be a report to see how that worked. But we need flood warning system and we need it up and running and publicly available. And we need to resource people to re- to adapt. I mean, there is a challenge here. Biodiversity, you know, some of these flood schemes meet a lot of opposition because people don't want to see walls being built to protect, you know, maybe floodplains. But we have to work together and we have to adapt. We have to change the conversation to adaptation. We have simply not concentrating enough on adapting. And I'm sure, no doubt, that fine ministers will stand above the next flood water and promise more action. But we really need to prepare for it now. If the images coming out of Libya and Greece and Spain aren't enough of a wake-up call. I really don't know what is, Matt. What about engineering solutions? And what about also just basic things like councils making sure that the uh, roads are clear of debris so that the drains don't clog up and we don't have flooding caused by dramatic flash, flash rain? Yeah, flash flooding is definitely a problem that we haven't really experienced a lot of in the past, but we are seeing now and we're going to see more. And it comes down to practical things like clearing the drains, We're going to have the leaves coming off the trees in the next couple of weeks. You know, you get a flood event that causes problems. We have to increase the resources to do that. We have to make sure people know what their flood plan is. Where, where, for example, can they get sandbags? Are the sandbags there readily available in advance? Do we have a way of communicating with people to let them know that a flood event is happening? Because sometimes these happen very dramatically and very quickly. We actually have a yellow weather warning, believe it or not, out for tomorrow night till Friday. And some of the weather models are showing 40 to 50 millimetres in parts of the southwest. So we could have a flood event as early as this Friday. And would people, if they were to see a flood appearing in their garden or coming towards their house, would they know how to react and who to call? OK. And do you think in Cork that that will be done, Councillor, that you will actually put sort of measures in place like those that Alan O'Reilly is describing for us? Well, Alan is, is, is certainly speaking the truth there, and I agree with him. And we are very mindful that we have to do all those things. Only last year there was a flood in my own estate in Delford. The council are putting in new drains this year. And where it's happening, they're doing their level best to prevent it for the future. But I accept there's a job of work to be done. And I can tell you, because it is our priority and because we have no choice, Cork is going to lead the way. We just need a little bit more input in terms of funding for the jobs that Alan outlines there. Staffing is expensive. You know, engineers are expensive. But as I say, we're fully committed. People in Cork are more and more aware we have a beautiful city. We want to keep it that way. Okay. And that means, you know, sacrificing a little bit here and there, we'd have to do it. And Thank Mark, you. I have to finish there. Thank you very much, okay. Councillor Deirdre Ford of Fine Gael, Liz Dunphy, reporter with the Irish Examiner, and Alan O'Reilly from Carlow Weather. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.